Welcome to the Configure Price Code podcast. My name is Frank Sohn and I'm the founder of NoCPQ Consulting. This podcast is 100% focused on Configure Price Quote, also known as CPQ, and will provide you useful insights into this topic. Hello and welcome to this week's CPQ podcast. I do not have a guest today, but I will pick up where I left off in the last episode where I told you how to select a CPQ solution. This one is now, the assumption is the CPQ solution has been selected. And now the next question is, what should you consider to start your CPQ project? Now, I have to give you one note at the beginning of this podcast, this could also be used where all these topics could be addressed also in more detail as part of an art of the possible phase. But we're talking about today was the assumption the CPQ solution has been selected and the CPQ implementation project is about to start. So the first thing I want to address is the end-to-end configure price quote process. Just make sure we're all on the same page. It basically consists of six different steps. The first one is to create the configuration. What this is, putting a complex product together. For the sake of the podcast, I will use a laptop as an example, since everyone knows one, probably has one. And when you select a laptop, you can select different memory, you can select the different hard disk drive, you could have different processors and so on. We will use this example. So create configuration is basically putting your laptop together when you buy it. As a second separate step over here, I have apply pricing. This could happen also at the same time when you do the configuration. So, but you apply the price as a separate step. You need to determine what's the source of the pricing data and the pricing logic. Uh, if that potentially needs to be integrated with external pricing systems and pricing logic, and you need to connect the configurator and the pricing logic together. So that also happens as part of the core configure price quote project. Then you have quote approvals. These are mostly approvals for products and prices. Could be integrated. Uh, certain products, can they be sold to a customer? Can a product be sold for a certain price, requires approvals, and so on. So that's the third step. The fourth step then is to create the quote. And this can happen in an automated fashion or it can happen manually. It may need to be integrated with an opportunity management system. When there is a CRM system, it may be a standalone system. Then as a fifth step, we have convert the quote to an order, assuming the customer likes what they see and want to accept it. This can happen again in an automated fashion or it can happen in a manual step. It can also be integrated with an order management system if there is one or it could be standalone. What that may include are things like credit checks, security checks and configuration validations to see if the order that was submitted is still valid because the quote may have been valid for 30 days and something may have changed. So to have this as a separate step, convert the quote to an order. Last but not least, as step number six, we have here reporting and analytics that can happen in the application itself to get guidance on this, or it can happen with reports afterwards. So all these are core end-to-end CPQ process steps that we need to consider uh, for a CPQ project. 
Now, the first topic that probably deserves its own lead is the CPQ master data. What is CPQ master data? It is on the one hand side this customer master data. So that's this is what's the customer name, what's the customer address, what's the customer contact information and things like that. That's customer master data. That's important for CPQ. Product master data is important because you're selling a product. This product has a part number, a description, unit of measure, and a whole bunch of other things. And we have, last but not least, pricing master data. So that could be different list prices, may have been purchase agreement discounts, or deal pricing. So these three types of master data are very important for CPQ. Customer master, product master, pricing master. There may also be channel partner master data, which if somebody wants to use the omni-channel capabilities of CPQ, that's something that they may want to look into as well. For solutions that also use CLM data, there may also be contract data that needs to be looked at. This master data is needed in CPQ and needs to come from somewhere. And, and if a CPQ solution is integrated with CRM solution, it will come from the CRM solution. It could come from other solutions. In this case, it probably makes sense to assign one person who is responsible to find out exactly where is the data coming from, how is it coming into the CPQ system, how often does the data need to be refreshed, is that real-time calls, is the data placed there, and it's called several times a day, how does it work? Now, this can be fairly complex if there is a business contact and an IT contact. The recommendation in general is to keep it as simple as possible, only have one contact wherever possible. There is recognition, obviously, that this is not always possible. But in any case, you should have someone who's looking into this CPQ master data and how that's coming into your system. Then the next big topic is the configuration data itself. So the product configuration. I've mentioned earlier that we're using, for our purposes of the podcast right now, we're using the laptop model. And... The product model in this case would be there is a laptop. This laptop has three features. The features would then be the hard disk drive, the memory, and the processor. And for each and every one of these features, there are different feature values. There may be a processor model 1 and a processor model 2. And the model 2 is more powerful than model 1. Also has a higher price and so on. So, And how... And then you could have rules where you say this processor requires at least 256 gigabyte of hard disk drive and requires at least 8 gigabyte of memory. And when this is put together, that is the product model. And the examples I gave you right now, that's examples of configuration rules. So the product model describes what the product is and how it behaves and this needs to be maintained it needs to maintain the first time to set up the product model and then over time as product changes this requires additional changes so on this one it should be decided from the beginning who is going to be responsible to maintain your product model so you should assign again 
one person who does that and I'm not going to mention this from here going forward you may have again someone on the business side someone on the IT side who's doing that the general recommendation is try to simplify this as much as possible and have only one contact and agree to who that contact is from the beginning the next big topic is the pricing piece itself the pricing piece is very it's basically how the price is determined let me give you an example there's a list price for product A. The list price is $100. Now this price can change. Very few people actually pay the list price. You may, depending on what kind of customer is, you may qualify for a certain discount. You may also get certain quantity discounts if you buy more than five pieces, for example. But then you have to add the tax, you have to add delivery charges. And this whole model is the pricing determination logic or the a price logic that describes how you end up with the price. So this pricing data also is, is used in CPQ and it makes sense to have someone responsible for this. Now, keep in mind, one of the things I mentioned earlier also was the pricing data and the pricing logic. It needs to be imported. It may be the same person. It may be different people depending on how your system infrastructure looks like. But in general, somebody should be responsible to look at the pricing logic and how this how this works in your cpq solution then you have the quote topic and the quote base uh, quote and workflow i should say quote is really the, how you issue your quotes to customers some people also call it proposals that may be just one piece of paper in a very simple case it may be 20 pages depending on what you're trying to do here the idea is once you send a quote with the product and let's use our laptop as an example you have the laptop itself you may have a visual of the laptop for whatever reason because marketing decided to do that you will have the price for that in there you may have the price for the whole laptop or you may have a price for the different components of the laptop you may have also additional marketing papers which explain what to do with a certain amount of ram for example the memory so if you have 16 gigabyte it allows you to do this and this better and instead of just providing the information you give a little bit more information to a customer to tell them what they can do with it that could be a document that could be a link to a video or that could be some some audio explanation whatever you do over there that is something that that needs to be decided who's going to look into this in this quote or proposal document are you having the same forms for every customer are you having different forms for different customer you're using different quote forms in different regions because that's a legal requirement to do that and so on that needs to be decided that can be combined in a lot of cases with the approvals that we mentioned earlier which are controlled via the workflow where you would have approvals for customers and for products what is a customer allowed to buy what where do they need additional approvals if a certain price is requested and so on so for this one there should also be one person who is responsible to look into quotes and workflows so these are all 
core topics. Now let's close out on the core topics with reporting and analytics. So the reporting would be to have reports afterwards that you can pull like you probably can do from any system that you use today. You gather a lot of data at the end. You're going to certain functions and call them and get the report which tells you, for example, how many products did you sell, what products did you sell in what regions and so on. Now, you could also have analytics which are used in the tool for guidance. Depending on how complex your requirements are, it may make sense to assign someone in the beginning to have them look into this to be responsible for providing these numbers. So that's something uh, that, that basically closes out now the core capabilities. We have a paid monthly subscription that keeps you up to date with the global CPQ market. If you are a CPQ vendor, system integrator or a large customer with multiple CPQ systems, you don't want to miss this. Go to www.novocpq.com, look for services and select subscriptions to learn more. Now let's talk about advanced CPQ capabilities and sometimes maybe that's a little bit misleading the term. These are also adjacent topics to CPQ and that could be a whole bunch of different things. So let's go through the most important ones with some additional notes. Billing. If you go ahead and bill your customer, some CPQ solutions have this capability now available and it can Depending on the complexity of your business case, it may make sense to assign someone. Then you have subscriptions. So instead of selling the product once and then getting the invoice for it, now you're selling it differently. You have monthly annual descriptions and they need to be included in the tool. You may have e-commerce integrations because a CPQ solution is no longer just used for the sales team and for your channel partners you may also have online users that use these solutions so this e-commerce integration is potentially needed as well i just described the omni-channel capabilities i guess with the sales user the channel partner and the e-commerce user so these capabilities may may be needed may not be needed again depends on the complexity of the business scenario then you have industry 4.0 components like for mobile devices, Internet of Things platform, 3D printing, smart sensors, and so on. Visualization can be needed. In most cases, it, it is not needed just yet, but it's becoming more and more. And there is the need potentially for 2D drawings. There may be a need to visualize your product in 3D to use augmented reality or virtual reality to have more topics over there so this can become already a fairly complex requirement so hence you may need someone who's just using into this then you have artificial intelligence which can in, can be machine learning deep learning natural language processing included data analytics and so on so this is something that probably requires a dedicated person price guidance depending again on the complexity may require someone who's looking into this if you have mobile usage and you want to have and you expect that many of your users will use 
the CPQ tool also on mobile devices. You need to look into this and see if you have responsive design, other things in place so that your users can optimally use the solution. You may need something for revenue recognition and renewals. Again, these are lots of capabilities and beside very large firms, not every customer will need all these solutions at once. So the, the recommendation here is determine what is really needed for phase one. It makes sense in an uh, art of the possible phase to determine what's available, what you where you want to go to have a plan. If you are about to start on a project, you should probably focus first on the core CPQ capabilities and then add these other capabilities later. There are many of them and for most firms it doesn't make sense to try and tackle everything at once. So it should be fewer topics and they should be well selected to make sure you're getting the most benefits for this one. Now some general Notes concerning CPQ projects. Most of these projects are agile projects or hybrid projects. What do I mean by that? So agile projects, you probably heard enough, so I'm not going to explain much of that. The, the waterfall projects was typical for uh, many CPQ projects where you, until many years ago, where you would say, okay, you have a design phase and then you're having a coding phase and then you have a testing phase and as one phase comes to an end, the other phase starts. So it was really like a waterfall. It falls from one level to the other. Then you continue with that level. Then it falls to the next and you continue with that level. So a lot of the CPQ projects are agile projects or hybrid projects. What that means is you should have someone who is familiar with agile project methodology, who knows that and who can help guide that. So that means you may have... You need to have product owners if you use Scrum or you may need to have uh, Scrum masters. Depending on what methodology you use, Scrum seems to be fairly common, at least for, for software projects. And so be prepared when a project starts that you have enough knowledge in-house with, with Agile projects and that this is working well with your, with your organization. Then... We, I have something that I have to mention as the change management piece. And I know that this is very often neglected at the beginning, even though everyone tells you, yes, you have to have support from the very top and you should set this up. But there's very often a desire at the beginning not to spend too much time in this because it feels like it is not needed. And what I want to emphasize here, it is needed. You need a senior resource who is driving this within the company so that you get better results so and uh, just to make sure we have all the same understanding of what change management is the objective of change management is to minimize the resistance to organizational change through consistent involvement of key players and stakeholders and that is best done by a senior resource who has a relationship with these key players in addition to that the change management should maximize the collective benefit of improvements in an organization. Again, a senior resource with lots of internal relationship can help to get things done and hence somebody should be assigned early on in the project. One thing that I haven't mentioned, which is pretty common, is that there 
obviously, if a company has a CRM system, if a company has an ERP solution, the CPQ solution needs to be integrated with that. And if in a in a straightforward case where there's just one CRM and one ERP, it may be easier to assign just one person to it. There may be cases where multiple CRMs are used or multiple ERPs are used and that happens frequently in cases where there was a merger and acquisition scenario and a company is buying other firms and they use multiple solutions and they have to keep using them until the company has finally consolidated all into one platform. So the integration with CRM and ERP probably also deserves one dedicated resource now keep in mind with the things that i said earlier was the integration of the data a lot of this data is similar to with the integration between crm and erp so in this case the key in the, the key tip here is basically to think how many people you need and who are who are these people and assign them ahead of time so that they can get you the the most value out of the, the CPQ project. One thing which I think is important is for to check for organizational readiness. And that is something where you look for, at this point, after you've selected a solution, you look for passive resistance from key stakeholders. That could be different folks in the sales, sales operations, marketing, finance, legal, product management, IT team. There may be even others or you name your teams differently, right? It makes sense to find out how these teams support the effort. And you should find this out before so that you can be best prepared and you have the highest chances of success last but not least i want to mention testing so every time the product model or pricing changes these changes should typically be be tested before they are released to users that could be to the sales reps channel partners e-commerce users right so testing is recommended when a product or a material changes you have added it you've changed it you deleted it and a configuration rule has changed like what I mentioned earlier, if you have a 256 gigabyte drive, then you needed a 16 gigabyte RAM. Now that has been improved. Now you only need an 8 gigabyte RAM. So when something like this is changed, it needs to be tested or a price element changes. The 8 gigabyte RAM previously was whatever, uh, $100 and now it's only 95. So after something changes, it needs to be tested before it's released. And one thing to keep in mind here, who is doing this testing? How much of this testing is automated? How much of this testing needs to happen manually? Where does this testing happen? And you have an around the clock business case where you need to do that. And what happens if you have an emergency and you, for example, your knowledge base issued a, a wrong price to the website and now you need to fix it right away. You cannot wait until your, your team wakes up again. You have to have an emergency scenario. So to summarize all these tips here is you should assign leaders for each topic as discussed and it may not be every topic that I mentioned. There is some overlap between these topics but you need to assign leaders for each topic and determine what advanced topics you really need 
uh, to be addressed in your first release so that you're not trying to bite off more than you can realistically chew. And if you want to learn more on this topic, consider attending one of our generic one-day workshops or ask us for a custom workshop, which are typically between two and four days and go into much more detail on each topic that we mentioned. And they have an action item list at the end. I hope this was helpful. If you have any questions, send an email to info at novocpq.com and you will get an answer as soon as possible or at least within 24 hours. I'd like to thank everyone for listening and hope you learned something interesting today. If you like the podcast, please go ahead and rate it on iTunes or share it with your friends and colleagues. In the meantime, you can find us online at www.novocpq.com. So long, everyone. 